Soccer Nation, your authoritative source for NCAA Division I collegiate soccer, hosted by Oklahoma Sooners head coach Matt Mott, Rice Owls head coach Brian Lee, and the Duke Blue Devils head coach Robbie Church. They've got the insights, strategies, and insider stories you won't hear anywhere else. From recruiting to national championships, the coaches have it covered. So lace up and let's hit the pitch with Coach Mott, Coach Lee, and Coach Church. Hey, old College Soccer Nation. This is Matt Mott joining you uh, here on a, what is today, Thursday? Uh, we are here with our NCA special. Uh, excited. Brian Lee is with me. Robbie will be along shortly. But we are joined. Uh, very excited. Uh, well, first of all, Brian, uh, Brian, how are you, buddy? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm sitting here rather than at practice or anything. So I can only be doing so well, Matt. That's a <laughs> that loaded a question. Really good point. You know, big tournament out in Arizona this weekend. And it's the saddest tournament of the year. <laughs> all the people out there are not playing anymore, uh, and we're all miserable. Anyway, uh, but recruiting is hot and heavy, but this tournament is up, and this is really the focus of our of our pod today, the tournament, the bracket, the selection, all of that kind of stuff. We are joined, very exciting, with one of the newest committee members, first year on the committee, Ryan Higginbotham, the associate head coach at TCU, Texas Christian University. Uh, so he's joining us to just talk about kind of the selection and how it works and how it goes. We're going to hit him with some hard-hitting questions. But, Ryan, welcome to College Soccer Nation. It's been a long time. We've tried to get you on. You're a tough guy to get on. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be on and uh, listen to all the information that you guys have and uh, and have some good laughs, <laughs> and see if I can see if I can uh, you know, sound as smart as you guys do each week. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice The bar is very, very low on that <laughs> yes, one. Yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> you fit, let's keep it real. You fit right in. Yes. So let's go through. We're going to start right, right off the bat here with my first question. Ryan. So tell the listeners and we do this, you know, once a year, um, but tell them kind of how it works, the committee, what happens when you guys get there and, and just give us like an overview of of selection weekend. Yeah, so um, obviously my first year was a was a great experience. Um, I hopefully will be uh, better the second, third, fourth year around. Um, but it's a long it's a long process. So we start in September, start talking about um, you know teams and and regionally and by conference and things like that. And we're meeting every couple of weeks, and then um, that builds up until you know obviously last weekend. And um, the committee gets there on Saturday and. Um, spends most of the afternoon and evening on Saturday watching um, or talking about teams and and watching some games that were on um, that night and then um, Sunday we're in there and Sunday's the longest day of the year it feels like uh, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're there from 8 a.m to a long time a long time yeah. late in the evening and then uh, go home and then come back and and, and kind of with some clear thoughts on Monday and review some things and and turn it in on a Monday you know Monday midday so yeah yeah, so so it's a so you go in and the first I don't know 20 25 you know obviously the automatic qualifiers are pretty easy, right? They are they you know the 31 automatic qualifiers and you have 33 at larges. So maybe the first 20 are are pretty easy, pretty self-picked almost, it's pretty clear and then it starts to get a little dicey, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, we try to get I me mean, obviously the reality is is that if you're the number of top 5 RPI going to be ACC champion or UCLA team. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it's easy, but they're clearly, yeah. 
they're clearly yeah. in. You know, we try to talk about every team that's in, um, and we do talk about, it, but some are clearly easier to talk about, and you move on pretty quickly. And so, yeah, I would say once you get past twenty, um, that's when you really start to grind into the the details of okay comparisons basically yeah mm -hmm. so the last yeah. 13 automatic spots or at large spots you know and then you're waiting to see as as you know matt does, does a does a team not win a conference that should win and then do they take away a bid that you know maybe it was 13 now maybe it's only 12 so yeah you know or, yeah ryan real quick on before we get too far past it in that build-up phase because i'm always fascinated with the committee so in terms of responsibilities for each committee member when you guys first get together, are you dividing the country by regions, conferences, and people are assigned to a certain set of teams? Or is everybody trying to track, you know, 120 teams that first week? Yeah, no, you're you're assigned to a region. So like, you know, okay. um, it's in twosomes. So every two committee members has a region that they work with together. And then you have a regional committee of coaches per conference, one coach per conference that then you're conversing with as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and now, so, yeah, I'm still watching soccer, you know, as much as I can, but I need to make sure that I am dialed into my region for sure. So, gotcha. yeah, I mean, I think that's always a uh, – a complaint it was a complaint of mine um when i was on the committee and, and i'm sure you know you certainly don't have to answer this ryan but the frustration of how many people on that committee are really watching games week in and week out and really have a good comparison of who is better ucla or stanford who is better byu or texas tech who is better arkansas or, or georgia you know like those comparisons are hard and if you're not right. watching the games then it's just based on the numbers um, and I, to me, it's like, I think where the NCAA is flawed in the committees is there's not, an, and again, I'm a little biased. There's not enough coaches, right? It should be, there's 10 people in the committee, should be five coaches, five administrators, but it ends up getting imbalanced for whatever reason. And I don't know how it's selected or whatever, but typically there's, you know, I, I don't know, you had how many coaches? Two, three coaches? Yeah, we have two coaches. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah two coaches and, and eight oh. administrators. Same, right it was now the same thing. It's just you yeah. and Jen Klein right now. Is she the other one on it? No, no, no. Um, no, it's Tim Centora. Tim Centora. Oh, yeah. Tim, that's right. And that's all yeah. public knowledge, so I don't feel bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that, that's that's nothing. We're not we're not unveiling anything. We shouldn't. Yeah. But so, but two coaches and eight ministers isn't right. That, I mean, I have no problem saying that, and I would say it to anybody. Like, that's not right. Like, coaches, there should be more coaches, and I don't know why it's why it's so teetered. I don't know. Maybe that's how women basketball is and women's softball. And I have no idea. But for some reason, to me, it should be five and five. I know when I was on it, they leaned heavily on the coaches on what do you think about this and what about this team and, and so on and so on. Because we do watch. It's our job to watch. It's not a um, it's not an associate athletic director for marketing from School X's job necessarily to watch games. So anyway, I'm, I'm getting on a tangent. But that's a frustrating part for me for, for that because then it just becomes really about the numbers. And in the end, I know that's a big part of it. You know, just to set up, Ryan, too, like, obviously, big screen TVs in there all over the place. You guys have – so you have all the all the numbers of strength of schedule and, um, you know, RPI and wins and losses and, and results against teams in and all that stuff. The the one thing for, for people that are listening that's great is the committee does get every ounce of data you can get to, to analyze these teams. And they do spend an enormous amount of time – making sure you get the right 64, correct? 
Yeah. You know, I think I, I, that's one thing I will say being in the room the first time, it was really awesome to see. Not only do you have all this information, one, it's it's literally up to date. I mean, up to the minute, you know, every yeah. the game's finished and the, the RP, they're giving you the new RPI. They're giving you the new strength to schedule. Um, there's, there's, there's screens, I guess, everywhere that you're able to, you know, really look at all the information, compare the information. And there, there's people in there saying, you just have to say, Hey, listen, can you pull up, you know, Oklahoma and rice and they'll pull them both up mm-hmm. and they'll put them, compare them. And, and then you can really look at it, you know? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't think as a coach, it's unfair for me to say that I think probably, you know, we, we could use some more coaches on the committee. I think that's a fair comment to make. I think it's yeah. a fair to have that balance. I think that's, that's very fair just because it gives perspective. You know, our sport is so unique. Um, you know, and I think that's one of the things that only coaches really understand when you talk about, you know, a one-off result um, mm-hmm. in our sport. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's the pros or college. Our sport, the best team doesn't always win, and and they may tie. And it's like, oh, they can't believe that happened. And it's like, it happens in the pro league every <laughs> all the time. And, you know, the U.S. Women's National Team, they they yeah. tied. And you're like, well, they, 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 they tied. They didn't win. Well, they were still better. <laughs> they were still mm-hmm. better. And so I think, yeah, really trying to understand that is hard. I mean, you got to be careful because then it becomes very subjective and you don't want it to be just what my thought is. Um, but sure. I think, yeah, coaches do have a good understanding of, hey, I've watched this team play 10 times. Yeah, I know they tied that one game, but they're still better. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. What, what, um, how is that Rice, Oklahoma comparison? How'd that look? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, guys spent a lot of time on, on that. It was, <laughs> that it, had to get deep. It got deep and it came down to barbecue, you know, came down to barbecue. <laughs> nice Oklahoma slam dunk seated. Hey, if this is a barbecuing tournament. I would be seated every year, baby. Let's go. No doubt. Uh, you'd be in the Matt Mott bracket. You wouldn't want that, Brian. You don't want to be in the Matt Mott bracket. <laughs> Luckily for everybody, if there's only going to be two coaches on it, they found the two most opinionated coaches in college. <laughs> put on it. That's true. That, that is, is true. that's fair. That's true. fair. Bri- Brian has been watching me since I was like 18 years old. So he can, he, he can say that. So, you know, so. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Okay. Um, any, anything in the, anything in the brand. And, and so now talk about what you've selected the 64, Ryan, what you yeah. guys, you guys have. So, cause I get that a lot, like, you know, the whole geographic part and, I said, listen, the geographic part doesn't come in until the teams are picked. So it's not like you're going to pick this team because they're closer to this team. No, it's 64 teams. Then it's spit in the computer, right? Go ahead from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we we, we are picking the teams based on who the best teams are. Um, it right. is not, well, that team can drive here, and so they're going to get in if, it, if there's a question mark. So, no. And then once the teams get in, you know, then the NCAA does their job, and, and they kind of do some of the geographical, you know, flights versus driving. But even then, you know, if there is a glaring weakness or a glaring mismatch, you know, the number one seed Florida State's playing – I don't know. Let's say this year they're playing Michigan and you're like, well, hold on here. That's that, that's a little bit too hard of a game. You are able yeah. to comment on that and, and try to work it out where it's more equitable for sure. So, yeah, but it's tough, right? you got, you have uh, restrictions, yeah. right? There's the mileage. They want as few flights as possible. They're looking yep. from a financial standpoint. We get all that, yep. but well, that like does what life example, Ryan, on that topic. So that tournament gets spit out, you know, yep. kind of, it's constructed now. And for me, I look at Florida State's quadrant. And I'm like, holy crap. That's like the best of the three seeds, the best of the four seeds, arguably the best of the five seeds, um, probably the best six seed. Pittsburgh's the seventh seed. Holy cow. 
that one's loaded to me. And then I look down beneath and in the Clemson region, I think there might be five or six teams in Florida state's region who could win Clemson's region. Um, right. that does, you know, like the bracket, you know, distribution and quadrant distribution, does that come up or is it just flat out? Hey, we gave these teams three seeds. They're all equal. Well, one through 16 is seated according to the, the, the order. One through sixteen is sorted in there, and they are protected. Um, yeah. Once you get past that, then it becomes a little bit geographic. Comes a little bit. How does the computer spit it out? And then it just goes from there. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think that you can get some, you know, a heavy, a, a bit, a harder bracket based on the original driving parameters. Kind of set it up like that, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So so uh, so really, what he's saying is the one through fours are one. Through 16 is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all the way to 16. Yep. After that, it so the could fives and below, bit. yeah, the fives and below are kind of buckets of fives, buckets of six, buckets of yep. seven, yep. buckets of eight, yep. and now they can go based on geography. Geography, yeah. yeah. So yep. literally, if uh, Florida State is the, I don't know if they were or not, but if Florida State was the one overall seed, then Wisconsin was the 16th overall seed, is what you're saying. Like the one through 16 is one, two, gotcha. Yeah. 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 If that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. If that's what it was. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, anything, Ryan, anything stick out to you during the weekend that you found uh, surprising or you really liked or you enjoyed? I mean, it, I'm grieving that Sunday is the longest day in history. Um, I, I, you know, I, I do, you know, I mean, I, I will tell people like, you know, obviously we've all been, I, my first time on it. So you're getting there, you're, you know, you always hear things and whatnot. And, you know, I, I know how invested, I will say first, I want to say, I, I, these people that are on this committee are very invested. They really are. They're, they're working hard yeah. and, and they're, they're doing the best they can. And, it, and it's not a perfect science. Don't get me wrong. I mean, trust me, the sure. last four or five is not a perfect science. I, I don't even know how to make it to be a perfect science, to be honest. Um, you know, I think things that that's what, the thing that really, you know, is interesting to me is kind of, you know, um, how teams get determined. You know, I think that kind of can fluctuate every year. Obviously, you're going to have your RPI, which is a huge number. And the reality is we're soccer. You know, we're not basketball where every game is watched and um, over and over. And you get to see Duke on basketball play 50 times a year, you know, in soccer, you just don't get to see that. And so, you know, um, you know, you do have to have a set parameter of kind of what you're trying to use. And the RPI is a big part of it. I mean, let's not lie. I mean, it's a big yeah, part of it. Absolutely. Um, and it is not a per the RPI is not perfect. I'm not here to tell anybody that it's perfect. You know, it's the perfect be all end all. Um, you know, I do think, you know, trying to get good wins is very important because if you're going to start comparing yourself to other teams, you know, you've got to have teams that are going to be in the NCAA tournament. So then you can compare each other, how they do against each other. Um, and I think that's really important. You know, I, I um, playing good teams gives you the ability to say, hey, we played that team. That's how we did win, lose or tie common opponent. OK, now we can compare you. Um, and I think that's important to know for 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 coaches and programs. So absolutely. How much how much did KPI come into play? It was a new one this year. I think it's still trying to be learned a lot. Um, you know, for the most part, the KPI really kind of, it's not, I mean, I'm not going to say it mirrors the RPI, but it definitely is pretty close. And so okay. um, the RPI is the first, is the number one, is, is ahead of the yeah. KPI. I, I'd say pretty yeah. clearly. So Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so got, your advice – sorry, Brian. Go ahead. You go ahead, and then I'll ask my last yeah. question. Then we got to get him out of here. I know he's got to get a meeting, so okay, we, we could go on for the next two hours. Oh, so. we can, yeah. <laughs> the non strength of schedule. That's one thing – we got a lot of coaches listening. That's one thing we can control. Yep. After a year being on the committee, you know, there are some teams that play great non-conference schedules that had to be really, really – that strength schedule had to be really, really high. And then – you know, I look at maybe one of the last one or two teams in who probably played a really weak one and with one marquee opponent that they won. Um, and then you look at like South Alabama not getting in their non-conference pretty weak and they could control that. Um, what What is your advice to coaches scheduling to get in the tournaments? What What is the biggest factor? Just wins, high RPI? Because that starts I, with wins. Or I think I think, I mean, there is no one thing. I, I learned that. There's no one thing. I will say that. I thought that maybe that could be something going in. but I, And so it is a it is a you know mixture of things. But it's, if I was to say to coaches, what you can control is try to get top 100 results. Try to get top 100 results. I think those are very important. Um, I think that, you know, it's not every school is going to play Florida State or Penn State or, you know, BYU every year. But I do think that most coaches can control playing historically top 100 teams. Um, and I think the co the committee tries to do a good job of looking at if you are scheduling, what is your strength of schedule, but then what is your opponent's strength of schedule? And what is right. your opponent's record? But I think that's also important. Like, you know, you can look and say like, Hey, we scheduled a power five team this year. And, and, um, it was, and they didn't do it. They had a, they had a down year, but what, but when, but who did they play that made them have a down year? So if you can go schedule top 100 teams and give yourself a chance to get some of those results, I think that carries just as much weight as carrying, you know, scheduling one top 25 team. You know, maybe you don't want to play just, maybe you can't get a top 25. You don't know who it's going to be. Or maybe you can't get to Florida State, who historically obviously is topically top five. But you can figure, you can schedule those top 100 historical teams and, and then get some good comparisons that way. So, yeah, it's great. All right, Higgy, well, listen, we'll get you out of here. We appreciate you coming on yep. um, and really helpful. Uh, we will look to do this again, and then we'll get you on one time too. And we start talking back about schools. We can talk about TCU. Brian and I could talk about the old, uh, the old Southern Conference days too, because yeah, uh, yeah, you we know, were, he loves we were both Southern. there. <laughs> we know he's going to be the commissioner of the Southern Conference when he's done coaching. Hey, listen, he's I go so back, nice I go back and live say. in Greenville now. Not when we were there, but I go back and live in Greenville. Now, so, <laughs> That's it is beautiful. It is beautiful. All right, all right, man. Listen, thanks so much for your insight. Really helpful. I know people will enjoy listening to it. And again, it's. It's a tough, it's a tough job. It's, you know, you get, he'll get paid, uh, but we appreciate all the work you're doing to, for the tournament for sure. All right. Thanks guys. All Thanks, right, man. Thanks. Take care. See ya. All right, Brian, we can, uh, we can start to uh, dissect this thing now. I, I just so everybody knows, everybody's wondering where's Robbie. That's a good question. We're asking the same thing. He was landing in Arizona and trying to get to his hotel to log on. I sent him, we don't know. He may jump on here in the middle of this. If he doesn't, we'll just kind of roll. Um, but that's where he is. He's on his way to Arizona and, and was trying to get on, but we want to make sure we get a pot out this week in the term. So you kind of foreshadowed it, Brian. I think we both think, and again, they didn't say it. It's not public anywhere, but we do think Florida state was the number one overall seed. They, you know, went undefeated. They, they, um, will have one, well, they have one draw and they, uh, won the ACC regular season, won the ACC tournament. How are they not? I think they are. So let's just talk. I'm with you. That bracket is very difficult compared to some of the others. Um, so let's go through, let's just go, we want to, we want to go through it 
or just talk why don't you why don't you hit some highlights on that bracket and i'll well, comment. I, think, I think we can just go big picture and then talk about teams that might advance stuff like that yeah. florida state yep. had to be their number one overall seed and thank god ucla is on the other side so they were probably that clear number two overall seed and yep. thankfully have the potential of a, a great great final big picture in this but florida state i think they'd have rather been the number four seed wouldn't they uh, this bracket <laughs> is loaded to me yeah you got florida state clear number one team in the acc texas super hot coming off the big 12 championship uh you got memphis as a six seed and pittsburgh as a seven seed those are two teams i could see making an elite eight um you know and then poor colby hale Arkansas, yeah. thank you very much. Uh, thanks for playing. Here is here's your bracket as well. Arkansas so it's, it's final fourteen. Yeah, it's interesting to me that Arkansas, and I know I've banged on about Arkansas a bit on this, but they're, so they're saying that they're the eighth best team. I don't get that. Like yeah. I think if had they won, had they won the the uh, tournament, um, you know they lost to Georgia one zero. Had they win the tournament, I think they're a one seed. And they drop all the way to eight. It's weird. Now, I know they have the head-to-head with Clemson, which probably hurt them. But to drop them down to eight, like, I, I don't – I don't, and I, I, we're just assuming, right? We don't know. The other thing I'd say, Brian, is it's interesting, you know, that next game, how A&M is seeded. That's an interesting one to me. They're an eight seed, right? I mean, they were yeah. 50, 49, something in the high 50s to go all the way up to 32. Because you got to think they're the last eight, right? They would be the last eight. Um, yeah. So that would be 32. That's yeah, a jump, man, from 50 to 32. Well, when you're leaning on the RPI so much, their RPI is 50. Yeah. Colorado, most RPI that got in the tournament, it's 55. Right. And, you and, know. And, and so now you've got – Florida State's got them. And then you're right. I mean, that Texas – that Texas – but Colorado jumped a lot of teams to get in. Right, fifty-five I, to forty-three or whatever the last one is. It's it's pretty yeah. interesting. Well, and since we're in that, you know, in that bracket, we can talk about that. You know, that's probably to me now. And let's keep in mind, all of these teams benefited by down years from Duke and Virginia. That's two teams. Sure, that are very, there's plenty of teams. You know, yeah, yeah. But there's two teams who probably shouldn't be in the tournament. They should be thankful. <laughs> yes, in, or in, yes. You know, outside the bubble, you wouldn't even been the last couple in if Duke and Virginia didn't have the strangest seasons ever. Um. You know, for two, but Colorado, that was only if I've got a beef with the selection committee, and I never really do, you know, because you get down to these last teams, you know, yeah. you could in case for anybody yeah. and decide. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I don't see it in Colorado's non conference strength and schedule. They did a great job beating Michigan State in, you know, kind of the marquee game that probably is what got them in the tournament. Um, but, you know, not a slew of top 50 results. Not like it's LSU or Michigan who were lower in the RPI and just had a ton of good results. Kind of like A&M got a ton of yeah. good results. Yeah, yeah. As well. But A&M, uh, I'm with you. A&M, Colorado, A&M, Michigan, LSU, they're locks because they won so many or drew so many. Um, one of the things I meant to ask Ryan about, too, was how was the conversation about draws, but we couldn't get to it. But Colorado, for me, I'm with you. And, again, this is nothing against Colorado. Like, they're wonderful, done a wonderful job. Congratulations to them. It, to me, it's the number 55 team getting in is really, really high. And you think if they're going to get in, they better have a hell of a resume. And uh, yeah. I'm not sure it's worthy of some of the teams that they jumped. But again, those, you know, I don't know what their strength of schedule was. I don't know some of those parameters. 
but that is a that is a big jump into to 55 um and, you know and let me ask you this brian you're sitting there if the rice owls are 55 you watching the selection or you uh you, you think there's no chance of getting it uh i i, I would if the rice owls well let's 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 use a more prevalent example if south alabama was sitting at 55 day and watching the show um yeah you know yeah. and probably yeah, yeah. had to come down to those two teams you know in yeah. the end maybe you was right there smu um, was there yeah yeah tcu yeah. smu there's some yeah yeah i'm not scheduled we, well i'll tell you this if my numbers look like Colorado's. We would not be having a team watch party, right? Um, right. Unless right. I really wanted to have some sort of, you know, Gipper motivational speech for next year. <laughs> we don't get it at the end of it. Yeah, uh, I will say this though. Um, I will say this though. It, I do like seeing those when the kids get it. When the teams get in, they oh, go all crazy. It's awesome. Those are awesome. All right, well, let's it, keep going. But yeah, real well, quick though, let me just say this too, Brian. Real quick, I'll let you. The Arkansas. The other thing that kind of bothers me about the committee is they didn't do enough of historical matchups because Memphis was at Arkansas last year. If they beat LSU, they're going back. Notre Dame was at Arkansas last year. If they if they win, they're going back. Arkansas is hosting again. Um, I mean, you think Arkansas will beat Grambling and host. Ohio State was at um, Arkansas last year. And, again, I don't see how Pittsburgh is a seven. I don't see it. But that's a tough one. At all. They RPI should be much higher. You know, we leaned on the RPI. RPI is 18. They could have been a, a top four seat, I would think. Yeah. You yeah. know, and obviously their strength of schedule is going to be good. They just beat Carolina. Um, you know, yeah. it, 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 there, there's a lot, a lot, a lot to their resume, um, you know, to be a seven seat. But, no question. All right, we got to keep going. We got three more brackets, and we, right. I know we got to catch flights right, so and everything else. Yeah. Tell me your give me your uh best opening round game in that quadrant. In and that quadrant? Alert. Give me two of them. An upset alert right. in the quadrant and best game. I got, best. I got kind of two best games. Ohio State Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh will win, but that's a good game. That's a tough game. draw for Pittsburgh. And then it's obviously for me, it's LSU Memphis. Which LSU team shows up? If the LSU team shows up that can beat anybody in the SEC, then Memphis could be in trouble. If the LSU team shows up that can lose to any team in the SEC, <laughs> then Memphis should win easy. But I don't know. At Memphis, LSU's probably pretty hungry, you know, lost in the in the first round of the tournament. Uh, I think it's a great game. So those would be my two um, two in that bracket that I'm interested in. But A&M Colorado, too, is another one. Sorry, I don't want to take all yours. Go ahead. Who you got? Oh, no, I mean, I think that's the one, two, three best games. Um, the only one I'd add, if we want to throw out an upset alert, can Milwaukee in a little bit of a Derby game get Wisconsin? And then that's a yeah. really lower team that I could see pulling one there. Yeah, be interesting. That, uh, that, it's, a, it's a it's a fascinating bracket if you're not a coach in there. Anxious to see oh. it. Um, I mean, can 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 there be a rematch again in Tallahassee with Arkansas and Florida State? I know Florida State doesn't want that. And I think maybe Arkansas does. Anyway, all right. And, and I also agree that Texas is hot, man. Texas is flying. They, they've won a bunch lately. BBYU, that's a, that's a tough uh, – that, if they get into that third-round matchup, it's a good game. All right. Well, last one on that, on that bracket, tell me who you yeah. got coming out of the bottom half. Is it Notre Dame, Memphis, maybe an upset LSU moves on, Pittsburgh, Arkansas, Ohio State? Who is going to play Florida State 
in that quarterfinal? Uh, uh, Arkansas, Arkansas. And now I will say a big question is Potagil. If Anna Potagil's out, it looked like she hurt her knee in that last game. If she is out, that's hard. I, I mean, I think you got this. Is what I, you want my last opinion? I think it's another Notre Dame, Arkansas penalty kicks. Yep, pick it, pick it. I, I wrote, I, I got Arkansas in my final four, so I got to keep going with them. But I, it's not really fair because that Florida State win in the whole thing, so it's not going to work yep. out for me in my in my bracket. All right, let's keep going. Yeah. Oh, yep. Or you want to pick one? Who you, who you got? No, I'm not. But I'm just going to say, I think there are five teams in the lower half of that. Yeah. To play. I, don't, I don't. I, the Pittsburgh well, is not a seven. Five. Really? I mean, yeah. Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, Memphis, Arkansas, even Ohio State could be yes. there. Yes. Brutal. Brutal, bro. <laughs> all right. Penn, and they're all going to Arkansas, Fayetteville. I bet Kobe's hoping it's snowing, sleeting sideways. Well, actually, this might be good for Notre Dame, so maybe not. All right. Penn State uh, – sorry, the Clemson bracket at the bottom, right? This is the this is the uh, pillow fight bracket, we almost <laughs> call it, right? Uh, this is not the same level of intense teams, I think. So you got Clemson as your one, uh, Penn State as the two, which is a really interesting team, finished fourth in their league, got knocked out early in the tournament, and is a two. And is a two above – Arkansas, which again I don't get. Three, Georgetown. Four, Georgia. Five, Iowa. Which Iowa? What a year they're having. Good for them. Six, St. Louis. Seven is Santa Clara. That's an interesting one. And then eight is Columbia, Ivy League. So let's go on this one real quick. What do you think on uh, on this Clemson I'm, bracket? I think pillow fight is a very apt description and you know for me we're all cheering for eddie right i would love 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 yeah, eddie to make me too first yeah or you know that yeah. that kind of stuff and i think it's a great story and he's got a really good veteran team but it's like there wasn't a committee they handed eddie the bracket and said go ahead and fill this out we're going to send it out tomorrow <laughs> pick these, here are parameters. the seeds here are the seeds yeah. pick some pick the ones you want <laughs> yeah pick who you might Good Lord. <laughs> that's great that's great um i will say this like georgia's playing really well right uh croy bethune is is killing it that's not an easy four iowa obviously has done it again right and and went through their tournament and won a good for i mean what a great coach he a great job he's doing dave and, and uh really happy for them um you know but that'll be a good second round game if georgia gets by liberty and, and iowa gets by bucknell that's a good game um columbia I, I haven't seen them i haven't seen columbia one second so i really can't comment on them um but and then at the top though i mean you're, you're set up for a probably a penn state santa clara second round game that's that is that is a i mean heavyweight fight right in that one um of, of history for sure clara. so they've had some strange results they santa do. Clara, and arizona state grimm's a really good coach that wouldn't stun me if he clipped them Here's your question. Does St. Louis finally break through and get to the Sweet 16? Can they beat Indiana and then probably Georgetown? Well, you're ruining my little, my favorite upset. Oh, of sorry. Right there. Sorry. Sorry. I, am, sorry. I think we're staring down the barrel of Indiana Old Dominion round two. Wow. Okay. Like it. Huh? Like That's it. A pick, two isn't huge it? upsets. Well, I mean, Indiana uh, wouldn't be an upset. That doesn't, I mean, St. Louis gets tough draws. Just based where they are and that they're not in a power five and the power fives can't play each other in the first two rounds, 
So St. Louis always gets a tough first round game, man. Well, so there's no season to it, I guess. Yeah, there's, and they're the same as like a Memphis this year. I think it's really hard for very good teams from um, where they haven't had much conference competition. And when's the last time, you know, St. Louis or Memphis saw a team the level of, you know, even in Indiana and LSU athletically? Right. right. Yeah. No, that's going to make it tough for Memphis with, with LSU, too. And, and then no offense to the AAC, but they didn't have a great year. Um, no. And, and no. so Memphis was kind of rolled that league. And you're right. Now you're going to come against LSU, who has, have, has, has nothing but athletes out there. Yeah. They got some serious athletes. Okay. Um, all right. So is Eddie getting through? And who will he play Ooh. in the Elite Eight if he does? Um. I don't know. I mean, I think that Georgia game, if Corey Bethune stays healthy and that's who they see in the round of 16, that's it. The best player on the field is going to be Corey Bethune, um, you know, in that game. So I think that's a big bogey game. If they get through that one, I think absolutely Clemson uh, gets back to the final four. Where I mean, when's the last time they were in the final four? They were were there. They've never been there, have they? I know yeah, that when the Leones were there, they made a couple of lead eights, but I don't think they've ever made a Final Four. I think you're right. So that's the Yeah, that would be awesome. No, I mean, that's the, for sure, Chairman. But that's, you know, it is set up. If Penn State if Penn State can get rolling, Penn State-Clemson lead eight game would be awesome. That would be a great game. Uh, but shoot, Santa Clara-Clemson. I mean, you can't – you cannot not – you cannot count out Jerry Smith at this time of year. I mean, he gets there all the time. You could see a Santa Clara Clemson, um, and I would I would be nervous as I could be if I was Eddie if they came rolling into Clemson, South Carolina. Well, if they get hot, you know that that doesn't yeah. anything. Eddie, there's a chance, you know. Eddie got to call. It was like phone a friend, so he phoned one friend and said, uh, "Hey Jerry, you're going to be a seven, six, seven, eight seed. What 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 group of eight teams do you want so that we can play?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is kind of the, 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 the it is a kind of the plain, plain uh, the beautiful game bracket. If you think about Santa Clara, Clemson likes to pass some. Georgia loves the beautiful game. Georgetown loves a beautiful game. Um, so anyway, all right, let's keep going. We'll go up to the top bracket now. So we got we both have Clemson coming out of that one. Yes, you're going with Clemson. All right, BYU number one seed. Number two seed in that bracket is oh sorry my computer froze on me here. Stand by. Number two is Texas Tech. Number three is North Carolina. Ouch. Um, I would not want them to be three in my bracket. Um, four seed is Harvard. Five seed is Michigan State. Six seed is Alabama. Seven is Princeton, and the eight seed is Southern Cal. That's not an easy group of eight. By any stretch. No, Dan, pretty balanced. You know, it depends where you are on BYU right now. You know, first half of the season, best team in the country for me, yeah. but been a little bit of a fade since. You know, obviously, there's still a one seed. I mean, that's yeah, fade. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. If, you know, I, I think, and for me, there's two teams you could see coming out and playing in the Final Four, and it's really BYU and UNC. Texas Tech, mm-hmm. they make Blackburn injury huge. You know, yeah. about five, six games ago, you know, and and they've done well enough. But, they, you know, that's why they kind of hung on to get the two seeds. Um, so I, I think you're looking at a BYU-Carolina quarterfinal, um, 
And I, it, it, all those draws are so weird with Carolina. Something seems to be missing, but I think they're going to peak at the right time. I, I'm taking Carolina to come out of that bracket. You know, not so fast, my friend. This is <laughs> what I would say. I, I, one, I agree with everything you said, except you forgot one little piece to this very important part. It's going to be in. Oh, exactly. A quarterfinal at BYU. I'm taking it. I'm taking BYU to do it. They now have some history. They have experience. They have everything. Um, So I'm going with BYU uh, to come out of it. I know we're on three number ones at this point, but. I, I, I don't believe in Carolina. I don't believe – I just think they're having a down year. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen for them. I but, agree with you that Texas Tech is, is kind of limping to the, to the final, so it's going to be hard for them to get out. So I don't see – I mean, Southern Cal in the second round isn't going to be easy, but they should get by them. The, the Harvard, I, I don't think – I think they're a pretender. I think Michigan State's going to beat Harvard. Um, and then you got Michigan State, BYU. I think BYU is just better. Uh, but – BYU can give up some goals, but boy, can they score goals as the six they put past us. So well, eight Harvard, two games. Harvard is a four. Clearly, they're talented enough to be in the round of 16, but I, I don't know. I got to look at the academic calendar. If exams are coming up, <laughs> no chance for them, Brown or Princeton. <laughs> Columbia, too. Don't be with them. Uh, so, anyway, I'm going, I'm going to stick with BYU. Now, upset wow. special. Uh, you know, I think I'd take Michigan over Princeton would be my upset special in that one. Um, and I, I do think it's, I do think you're right. It's probably, it's going to be, I don't see tech beating Carolina, but it's at tech, which would be, you know, Anson, welcome to Lubbock. Um, that's, that'll be interesting, but I think Carolina comes out and BYU gets them in Provo. Well, Uh, that that Princeton, Michigan game, I think that's the only, competitive game of that entire bracket first round i think it's upset alert and best game um where you see their team coming through i'm gonna say this big picture on the bracket when unc goes to provo i don't know if it's urban legend or not but you remember hearing the story about anson on the cold snowy day taking off his shirt on the sideline way back when i have not heard that story no say it's it ain't cold it ain't cold it ain't cold there's a chance Anson is shirtless running laps during the BYU UNC <laughs> to prove that the high altitude means nothing to his team. <laughs> that would be something. That He's would be something. Motivator and he, he yeah, he, he, that's true. I mean, there's nobody that motivates a group better than him, no doubt about it. All right, so I got BYU. You got Chapel Hill in the third one. All right, and I just yep. got a text from Robbie. He's getting his bag, so I think we're going to miss out on Robbie, unfortunately. All right, the last – yeah, the last bracket, and I know we got to keep this thing rolling, is uh, in Marguerite Brian Truss, the number one UCLA Bruins. Two seed in this one is the Stanford Cardinal. Ooh, that could be a fun Elite Eight game. Um, three seed is the uh, – where are they? Brown. Four seed is Xavier. Good for them getting a the seed. Five, Nebraska. Six, Mississippi State. Seven is South Carolina, and eight is Gonzaga. I like this group of eight. I do. I think there's some sleepers in there, um, you know, and, and I think it's going to be a fun fun bracket to, to break down. In the end, I think you're going to end up with the two Pac-12, last Pac-12 matchup of ever, maybe, you know, kind of thing with them and Stanford. You know, the, 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 the um, 
the the apprentice going against the the you know the teacher um would be just fascinating i think again for them to match up to get to the final four but let's break it down uh first of all xavier tennessee a rematch from last year but this time it's at xavier right xavier beat tennessee last year in round one nebraska south dakota state i had someone tell me i'm not gonna say who said south dakota state's like one of those mid-major teams in a basketball tournament that's really good you know like a butler type of basketball that you know is a super organized tough to break down team tough first matchup but um gonzaga been up and down but maybe they got it going good good matchup there with idaho um mississippi state providence that's a i think a good draw for mississippi state at the sixth seed and then they play brown that's not a bad draw for our friends over in, in starkville uh well what are you thinking well, I, what I think is the top half of this quadrant is upset alert central. Mm. I could, you know, I'm not predicting Pepperdine to beat Stanford. Stanford hadn't lost. But mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit upset alert there. The Pepperdine kids would be very comfortable playing Stanford. Um, yeah, no think, no intimidation really there, is there? No. 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 You know, no. I think Providence, Mississippi State's got a little upset alert to it. You know, Lipscomb came in and, and beat Mississippi State a couple years ago yeah. in the double eight first round. Um, and I think that that Tennessee, Xavier, Xavier's a very good team. Nate's done a great job, but Tennessee probably going to be a little more athletic yeah. um, than, than they are. So I think there's tons of little upset alert possibilities. Stanford's got a pretty tough group of eight to navigate to get to the UCLA game. I think UCLA is the biggest favorite of the one seeds to reach the final four, given that path. Yeah. Yeah. I think even if you look at the two seeds, you know, Stanford, you know, Stanford's getting there. They're just not quite back to Stanford level. I'll tell you what, yep. give me Nebraska. Give me, I, I see a Nebraska UCLA game. Um, and a, that would be wild because Nebraska can score, man. So I like them going, I like them getting past, uh, getting past uh, South Dakota State. I like them getting past Xavier, Tennessee, and then matching up down in uh, down in California with UCLA. Um, I'm going to take Mississippi State to get by Providence Brown, and then Mississippi State Providence. That's, I don't know enough about Brown to have a strong opinion. I know they're good. I haven't watched Ooh. them enough to have a big, big opinion. I, what about James Madison, South Carolina? Um, I think James Madison, that's a – yeah, I love the job Josh has done, but that's a no-hoper going up. Yeah. You know, it's – when you first look at it, you see it. But then you know, James Madison's won nine of their, you know, they got nine wins and 12 non-wins. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough go to the graveyard and win a first-round game uh-huh. and really up buddy. You know, the interesting yeah. one is Brown. I've seen Brown play a little bit. It's not the prettiest, but their two forwards, th- those are big, strong, classic number nines who can run. They're going to be a handful for anybody deeper into the tournament because they don't have to have the ball to win. If Stanford has the ball, um, a, you know, a high quality of possession against them might be the worst thing you want to do because those two can run and score and they mm. take their chances. Um, they, they've got a real recipe to, to advance far in the tournament. Yeah. Um, the, another thing too, that Nebraska gets got, she got like 25 goals now. I know yeah. Lexi Missimo's chasing her, but she is just scoring is crazy. All right, so I think we both have we both got the Bruins coming out of this. I think the Bruins are poised to get back. It would be a monumental upset, I think, if someone was to get them, including Stanford. I think they're yep. just too good. So, all right, 
So our, our, and I know, I know we got to wrap this up, Brian, but so we got um, our four, our, my four, our Florida State. I'm going to go with the fight Eddies. Clemson gets there. UCLA gets there. BYU gets there. Florida State beats, um, Florida State beats Clemson. UCLA beats BYU in the rematch at Final Four, the team that beat them early in the season. You got Florida State, UCLA, and I am still going with the with the uh, Seminoles. Bring it down, baby. Oh, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, well, give me uh, yours. Everyone's everyone's covered their ears now. Yeah. Listening. <laughs> but I, I'm the same at FSU. I've got Clemson coming out, but I feel like it might be a little more with my heart than my head. Yeah. Because I want Eddie to get there uh, fairly badly. Uh, I, and FSU winning that semifinal. And then on the flip, the only one I've got different, I got Carolina making it to the final four, but Marguerite and the crew being too too much to topple. We get a classic final, one of the, one of the best matchups in years, I would think, Florida State, UCLA. And in Marguerite, we trust she opens her career with back-to-back national championships, and the best is still yet to come. There is going to be a lot of UCLA Bruin uh, banners flying over the next decade. How, how, how about if she does do it? That would be so impressive. So impressive. But I was out there, and I saw it a couple weeks ago, and I saw their uh, you know kind of demeanor and how they train. and it, it, It's a really, really good staff. It's uh, uh, th- that just looks like a winning environment to me. So uh, I like I like their chances of her opening up back to back. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really impressive. Um, all right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. I know you got a flight to catch. I got to get rolling. Um, thanks, Ryan Higginbotham, for coming on. I thought he was great. Good insight. Um, I wonder. I didn't ask him about the food. The food was never good there. I wonder how he did with the food. But always a really important question. Uh, College Talk Nation, good good luck to these 64. We'll be watching. We'll be back next week. Robbie, hopefully, will be able to join us and give us his critique on the breakdown of the games. We'll be next week. We'll be in the 32, right? And they'll be headed to to eight spots. Um, but good luck to everybody playing. We're, we're we're jealous. We're cheering for you. We want this to be a great tournament. It's a great time of year for for college soccer. Um, thanks everybody for listening. College Soccer Nation is out.